Hey Zen friends, welcome to Crazy Zen Life. I'm your host, Brittany Swan. And I'm your host, Shannon Kessler. Join us as we navigate life on and off our yoga mats. This is a podcast about mom life, boss life, and body life. Real conversations about self-discovery and the journey of becoming more mindful in this crazy Zen life. Dude, it is a lot today. Welcome to Social Catch-Up. I'm Brittany Swan. I'm Shannon Kessler. We got a big episode. I mean, it's not big, it's not monumental, but man, it's a lot. (laughs) There's a lot going on and we just really feel the need to share this with our friends today of like, what is actually happening right now? It's just, it feels like a lot. It just feels (laughs) like a lot. It feels like a lot. I do want to say to ours and friends, thank you so much for supporting the social catch-ups. You guys are loving them. Thank you for tuning in each week. We absolutely love that you're loving this. Um, you're giving us feedback. You're getting responses. And I, we love that. It Honestly, we're, we have big egos. So we love when you talk to us about what we talk about. So keep it up. Um, keep sharing. Keep uh, liking, subscribing, all the kind of stuff. We love you. Okay. So topic number one, Shannon, what's coming in? What's coming in first? Well, coming in first, we've got we're gonna we're gonna lead this off with something I feel is super big, super huge, super exciting that we are finally getting a Netflix documentary on the one and only Britney Spears. And I feel like this has been a long time coming. Netflix released the trailer. It we loaded this up on <clears throat> excuse me on our stories two days ago, and it's been released that this is the documentary that's going to be um, about her conservatorship. So it's going to be through the eyes of people who have been in it and working on the case um, and also people who have been dissecting this from day one. So Netflix is like, let's go, let's do this. It's been approved by Brittany and it's being released on September 26th. So don't you know, we are going to be pressing play on December 26th and next week, like we're maybe midnight. talking all about it. I mean, <laughs> like, seriously. I'm going to be staying up, I'm going to get my fizz going and get my caffeine and we'll like, get my popcorn. And watch know, on September 27th, it's going to be, it's going to be spoiled. So all you Britney fans that are just been waiting for this, I do believe like you're going to have to stay up. You're going to have to, you know, when it drops on midnight, which I think it does, I think uh, it, we're going to have to just, we might have to do an early social catch up because I feel like I want to be like first out of the gate. Okay. Well, you know what? September 26th is a Sunday, so we can drop it on Monday. You heard it here first. See, this you is guys, how we meet. Meeting of the minds. We're going to do it. Minds. <laughs> what are you hoping to see in this documentary? What is? What are your like, I hope I see this. I hope I see the inner workings of how this got to be drawn out as long as it has been going on. I want to see legally how they've kept it going. I want to see who's been responsible for keeping it under wraps. I want to see who's responsible for allowing it to get this far because I don't feel like this has been a legal Legally, I'd like to see how they've been able to manipulate the system to make this as, as ongoing as they have. Right. Um, I hope that they show any kind of, or maybe highlight if there was any kind of like abuse and abuse, which can show up in many ways, if there's any kind of emotional, mental instability, um, and maybe manipulation to Brittany, I hope they highlight that. I'm sure they will, but, um, I'm hoping to see a lot of that and more outrage. I agree. I think you can't have this story without like the, one of the main characters being manipulation. Mm-hmm. Right. It's going to be hot. It's going to be hot. 
I love a good documentary too. Like I'm like, give me all the tea. Yes. Give it to me. And plus like Netflix does shit right. And you know, they're not going to sign up unless it is done right. So hats off to Netflix. We knew they were going to bank on this. So, all yeah, right. Yeah. I did see in the, um, in the comment section when, um, on the release of the trailer that a girl that was in the, um, in the courtroom was like, yeah, there were Netflix cameras all around that courtroom. So she's like, I've known this is coming, but we just weren't allowed to say anything. And I'm like, oh, it's happening. Well, because I've gotten back on TikTok, I have seen a couple of like mild spoilers, but I didn't want to post those because I can't verify if those are accurate or not. And I'm really big. I'm like, oh, I don't know. But, um, but also I do want to say like, if you want to d- dive deep, there are some TikToks out there that are going in full throttle. Um, and I think it's kind of interesting. Like they're making certain connections and y'all it's deep, it's layered and we're here for it. And we're freeing Brittany. I cannot believe that this is, it's gone on so long, but way to go community. Way to go. Way to go America. Exactly. We're one Who says we closer. can't come together? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, and I do think the, the detectives of TikTok have unveiled so many things and we'll get back to them in a minute, but before we for get sure. to the detectives of TikTok, we've got another interesting story that popped up this week. Um, involving Nicki Minaj and her cousin's friend's balls. Brittany, what you got on this? Cousin's friend's balls. So earlier last week, Nicki Minaj released a a tweet saying she was conflicted about getting um, the vaccination, the COVID vaccination. She didn't attend the Met Gala. I don't know if she was um, invited or not. I don't know if she had a certain outfit. I don't even know, but she said she would not be attending and Um, and that she wasn't vaccinated. She didn't say if she was intending to be vaccinated. She just said she was getting more information. She was just hesitant. That's what it said. So then Twitter lit up, you know, and then she came out and said, I'm just saying my cousin's friend got the vaccine and his testicles became enlarged and he had trouble getting an erection. He had a, he had his wedding like two months or two weeks, I think prior to that or something. And the wedding was called off. Okay. Like, listen, like I, I get it. I, I don't need to know about your cousin's friend's balls, but it turned into Ballgate. It literally did. And so Twitter then lit up and even the white house got involved. Um, I thought this was crazy. So Fauci came out and said, there's no, <laughs> there is no link to um, the testicles being enlarged or any kind of issues with erections um, due to the COVID vaccine. There's no founding. Even the, um, I think the prime minister or a head of in Trinidad and Tobago um, even just came out and said, this is not accurate. Um, So she kind of got put in Twitter jail is what she says. Twitter Twitter came out and said, no, we did not block you. She seems to think that there was some kind of block in some way because she wasn't allowed to post for a while. The White House has since connected with her what has, what the connection has been is a little like uneven. She says that she was invited to the white house to learn more about the COVID vaccine and just like more information. That's what it says. But the white house is saying, no, we just contacted you. We just want to talk to you over phone or zoom just to give you more information. So like, it's a little bit of like a push and pull. We don't know what's accurate, but a lot of information and, you know, I'm here for it. I love a little drama. I do too. And we're going to post a link that um, it's a Yahoo 
based article that gives you the timeline of, you know, when she put the tweet out there and like everything that kind of ensued from there. And it was just really interesting because, I mean, she has 22 million followers on Twitter and she's got like over 140 million on Instagram. So her social platform is large. So if you're going to put these inaccuracies out about your opinion on a vaccine, then you really need to be a little more socially conscious about what you're spreading, you know, with this mass platform that you have to people. Um, I totally agree with that too. I mean, it is, it's not up to Nicki Minaj to educate people, but I think you do need to understand and own the fact that you do have a responsibility to be like forthcoming with the information that you are putting out there. So you know, I think the White House reaching out, I thought was really funny um, in the sense of like, wait a minute, we're trying really hard to educate and to get as much information out to people as we can and give the sources in which they're, you know, providing this, the, the, the facts and the data. And then for someone to come along and like in one tweet, be like, don't do it because my cousin's balls got swollen or my cousin's friend's balls got swollen. And it's like, that's where I lie on it. I don't mind you question it. I think people yeah. should question everything, question everything around you. That's why you're human. That's why you have a brain hundred percent. I don't mind her putting out a tweet saying, you know what? I'm just hesitant. I'm just learning more. That's fine. And even since then, I do have to mention that she has said, I will probably get the vaccine because I'm planning on going on tour and I have to have it in order to go on tour. Great. Just want to put that out there. But the fact that, that she, I do think there's a level of of commitment to your, your fan base. And you do have such an influence. Like we've always said, like you have, you know, unfortunately, if you have massive amount of influence, you have to put out the most accurate information that you can. And your friends, cousins, balds are not like the most accurate. Um, so if I'm going to hold steady and what I believe you have influence, it's, you do have to, you know, honor that. Right. I mean, and if question you, things, I think that's fine. Absolutely. I, I definitely don't have a problem with you. are like, mm, I'm, you know, I'm still outweighing, I'm still weighing my decision. I'm still doing this. I'm still looking at the facts. Absolutely. That is totally, you're right. That's, you know, 100%, but to make a claim that this is based upon yeah. something that you cannot claim that, or even like you can't. 100% say that this is why this is happening. Then you don't have the right to put that out there to the masses. Especially when you just said. <clears throat> excuse me, the massive amount of fallen that she has. It is, that's a huge, so we don't know. I mean, and she has says to, uh, several things. There's a lot of tweets. So she said like, yes, by all means, I'm not saying don't get the vaccine. If you need the vaccine, please go get it. She's been saying that, but you know, those fall deaf when you say one thing. So it's just, it's just knowing how um, social media works. She's not new to the game either. Right. So it's just a little blunder. I don't think she's going to get canceled. I, I really, truly don't. I think that this is just going to fall under, you know, because she's very outspoken. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, nothing wrong at all with that. I, you know, again, we're, we're fans of Nikki. We like her music. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, I like what she's done for, you know, women being able to say what they want to say in the means in which they want to say it. Like I, I totally support that. So, you know, by all means, I'm like, Nikki, do you boo boo, but also, you know, be responsible with what you're putting out there as far as facts versus fiction. Sure. Like just Google search. Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. What's our next topic? Okay. So the next topic, I'm sure um, if you're following anything in the news lately, you have read or heard or seen um, the story about Gabby Petito. So Ooh. we want to, we want to touch on this. We want to, you know, give our thoughts and 
we're going to do our best to try to keep this as concise, if you will. Um, and again, we will link everything that we have on this. So you're welcome to look into this further and, you know, take your time to do this. And I, I encourage you to, to look into see like, wow, this is, this is a lot going on because it's not just about Gabby's disappearance. It's actually um, a, a gateway into a larger problem, which is missing people all over the country, not just pretty white girls that go missing. Mm -hmm. It is indigenous women, it's indigenous people, it's people of color. It, it's, it, it's a bigger problem in this country, but we only seem to be fixated on it when it's a pretty white woman. It, this is true. And that has a massive amount of following. And now I have, um, before we get started, I have combed through her Instagram as well as um, Brian Laundries, And I do think it's very interesting now that, I mean, they're, I don't know what their follower account was before, unfortunately. I, I wondered that same thing. Cause I was on there yesterday too. And I was like, wow, she's a million followers. I wonder how many of these came after yeah. she passed away or after Especially this got like to be, you know, in the like YouTube a, video, I, you know, yeah. she's a delightful, is she, let's get started. Okay. okay. So Gabby Petito, um, 22 year old from New York, um, met Brian. Um, and they had like a, from what it seemed to us on the outside and when I say us, the world. So she looked like a travel block. So that's why people are, you know, people know her, people see them and they see again, a very filtered, what they wanted us to see right. is exactly what we were consuming. So on her travel blog, they were, you know, traveling all Super over the country. Love. Exactly. So, yeah. And they had close to a three-year relationship. They had decided to move to Florida or Gabby had decided to move to Florida to move in with Brian Laundries. I think it's Laundries, um, a family. And they worked at the local Publix. They saved enough, enough money to revamp a van and they were going to travel across country and have an, um, and, and be able to make it all the way to California by Halloween. That was their goal. And then I guess drive the van back. Um, of course that never happened. Um, a lot of things happened along the way. It seemed like based on her Instagram and by the way, they, they said they were engaged, but as I'm reading more articles about this, I guess they kind of broke off the engagement, but still we're going to live together. It's a little, it's a little off and on. So we don't really know because sometimes it's like they're engaged and some people are saying, no, they broke it off. So it's still in question. Yeah. So the story gets interesting because they, they leave Florida together to travel across the country. And then, um, September 1st, Brian shows back up in Florida in the van that they both left in, but Gabby's not with them. Uh, Gabby's not with him. So, but she sent a text to her mom. She sent, I'm using air quotes. We don't know if this was probably, we, this is not her obviously. Um, on, August 31st saying no service in Yosemite. Okay. Which is interesting because on the last text Gabby's mom got was August 27th. And it was really odd because she was speaking about her grandfather in a way that didn't really make a lot of sense. So that kind of piqued Gabby's mom's, um, she's like, something's not right. Something's not right. So up to this point, she had heard from Gabby every day, whether it was a text or a phone call, she had had constant communication with her daughter. So the mm -hmm. last one she gets on August 27th, which was that weird one about the grandfather, and then it went silent. And then on August 30th, she gets the text and she said, and it says no service in Yosemite. And Gabby's mom was like, that ain't right. That's not right. That's a very short, sweet one. Like it's not short and choppy. Right. Like there's no, there's no context. And then right. Brian shows back up on September 1st. And he is in the van and they did now Gabby's parents did not know that he was home September 1st, which this is a, this is the real sticky timeline. 
by the time that they knew he was home, it was September 10th or maybe 11th, September 10th or 11th. That's a lot of time. And so they're saying like, why didn't you contact us? You, you know, you knew Gabby wasn't with you. What happened? He failed to even cooperate, not only with Gabby's parents, but with police. Right. So we're going to go back in time for a, a couple days before when they are seen in a, um, in a town, in a small town, having an altercation of, uh, they're arguing with each other. And, um, a young man calls 911 and says, I seeing this couple, they're having a fight. Um, they're yelling at each other. He slaps, he's, he slapped the girl and we'll link the 911 tape, um, for you guys too. Cause you can hear the, the audio on this and you know, the police are, they're like, okay, walk me through this again. Does she look like she's in, you know, distress? And he's like, yes, you know, it, they definitely are having a fight. He slapped her. Um, here's the van, here is the license plate. Um, so based upon that 911 call, the police go after the van. They pull the van over and there's body cam video footage, which we will also post. And you can see that Gabby is vis- visibly upset about the the fight that they've just had. And like, she's kind of a little bit incoherent and like her, her stories or her, you know, she's kind of trying to piece together, like, you know, telling everybody like what's happening and, um, you know, and she's, you know, she's visibly upset about what's going on. And then you get Brian's encounter on the body cam too. And he's definitely more poised, more composed, but he's also trying to paint the picture that Gabby's crazy, that she Mm -hmm. is OCD, that all of this is stemming from her not being mentally stable. Her anxiety and her OCD. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, the police officer, I mean, you can, you can kind of tell that he's like, Hmm, something's not right here. So he says, all right, Gabby, I'm going to take you back to the hotel. Brian, you take the van back to where you guys are staying. It's the opposite. She takes the the van. The van's in her name. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, so they, they, the, the officer suggests like you guys need to, you know, cool off, get some time apart and, you know, reconvene tomorrow. So do you know what day that was on? I'm not I sure I have say it was like the 10th or the 12th. Like it was, it was, it was August earlier on. Okay. I, I believe yeah. you're right on that because yeah. what's interesting is that there's a, um, a TikTok of a woman again, going back to TikTok, these investigators are, are all over the place. Um, there's a TikTok of a woman who said she and her boyfriend gave, um, what are we calling him? Laundry, laundry, Brian, Brian, Brian. we'll call Brian. Okay. Mm-hmm. That gave Brian a ride on August 29th and he was by himself. Um, but he, like Brian was saying, my girlfriend is back. You know, she's writing on her travel blog. This is August 29th. Um, but before he even gets in the car, he offers to, um, to, to the couple giving him the ride $200 just to give him a ride out of the area. Now, this is where it gets interesting because where are they going? Where are they going? They're going to Jackson and Brian gets, you know, they're 30 minutes down, you know, into the, um, into this ride. And he realizes they're not going to the Jackson that he wants to go to. I don't know if they're going to Jackson hole and he wants to go to Jackson, Wyoming. I don't know. I don't know that part. Yeah. So they were going to Jackson hole. I get, I don't, that's where the, it gets really fuzzy. Like he was going to Jackson. They were going to Jackson hole, which a lot of people call it Jackson in that area, I guess. Um, and, and I guess he thought maybe Jackson, Mississippi, maybe. Is that no, that's not even close. Jackson, yeah. Missouri. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Not the right so part of the country yet. <laughs> so he got real flaky real quick. Um, they said it was actually only a 10 minute drive, I think. But here's the kicker with that TikTok is like why it's a little bit of skeptical because she never says like 
because she goes on couch like it, what he never says like gabby was his fiance he, he never said gabby her, her name and he never like tells his name i think i don't know if he says his whole name um so it's a the tiktok's a little like we need more from this girl to yeah i think that she does need to like come out i, I wish there was like pictures or something like you know like i don't know something yeah, um yeah. so but we only we're not saying that's true it's just something to consider but it's the point the the spot where they picked him up was very close to the spot where they found Gabby's remains. It's like within a 10 mile radius of where they found Gabby's body. So, you know, it's not yeah. looking good. And for like Brian where did, and then where'd the van go? Like, why was he hitchhiking? Where was the van? That's what I, I'm just so clueless about. Like there's so many questions. I'm like, why was, if this is the same guy, which, you know, there's been a lot of accounts. Like this is a huge story. And I love America, like really piecing it together. It, I put something on our story last night. I was like, I feel like I'm like, put me on the case. I'm, I'm going to dig. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting. I was getting my hair done the other day and my hairdresser was talking to me about this. And she said she saw a TikTok that it was um, that somebody had dash foot or dash camera footage of a um, a pickup truck coming into the campsite area where the the van was staying. And she's like, it's really odd because in that part of the country, like or in that part of the, the state park, not a lot of pickup trucks. You're not seeing that. So she's like, it's really weird. And there's two figures that are driving this truck that people are like, wow, this looks a lot like Brian's parents. Again, I cannot confirm nor deny any of that because I haven't seen the TikTok. I don't even know if this is like, you know, again, this is beauty salon chit chat. So I'm like, what? Yeah. No way. So as you oh, know, we do have to mention before, cause we were kind of going down a, a weird rabbit hole uh, of TikToks, but we do have to mention that Brian Laundry is still on the lamb. Like he's on the run. Um, he's not accounted for. Yeah. We don't know where he is. We don't know if he's still alive. Like, I mean, here in the state of Florida, I do know that they're combing like even the swamp land. Like they don't know if he, if he is even like they have theories um, because his parents live near Fort Myers. And so they have theories like maybe he's like seriously underwater. Like that's what they thought. I'm like, wow. I don't know what brought you to the underwater in the swamp land, but like, I guess nothing, leave no stone unturned. There was a weird um, theory too, because they shared a Spotify account and there was a latest um, playlist uploaded within the last week that was like very dark. So they're trying to like really like comb through that. I don't, I don't know if they had the cell phone data of like the different pings and stuff. So um, a lot more is going to come out about this. I'm super enthralled with this because I'm going to go back to the dash cam footage. I highly advise you guys just to check out a little bit of it. Maybe just piece what you want to together of it, but it is very disturbing how distraught Gabby was. No, that's not dash cam footage. That's body cam footage. I mean, from, body cam. Yeah, sorry. Body cam. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. We're just talking about um, a lot of different cameras. So I just want to make sure we're, you know, I know like dash cam, body cam, <laughs> webcam, <laughs> but, uh, but it is very interesting to me and telling and coming as a female, I felt just so I was very disturbed by this footage because you can definitely tell she's in peril. Um, I, I don't know what the police officers think now about how they handled the situation. I think in that moment, they, they didn't, they, you don't know what you don't know. Um, but she was very distraught. They almost painted her out to be like more of the villain in this, um, as the dash or the body cam went on, like they were almost going to charge her, um, with like a bat assault. Um, but then they decided that it was more of a mental health issue and they separated them. 
but I guess judging by like the state law, that's the best they could do. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is heartbreaking to watch. And I posted something on my personal Facebook page about this, that a woman who is, um, she's a domestic violence survivor, but she writes a lot about this. She's done a lot of research about this. And she's like, here's 30 things you need to know about that dash cam footage or not dash cam, gosh, body cam footage. Um, and about how victims of abuse are portrayed in our society. And they are very much manipulated by their abuser in thinking that this is their fault. Like mm -hmm. if you didn't act this way, I wouldn't beat you. This is a trigger warning for anybody you, who is going through um, domestic violence. Like, please understand we, we're just reporting like what we've seen online. So um, I, in my opinion, I'm like, this is the ultimate gaslighting. This is manipulation to its fullest. Like you are not the reason somebody pops off on you. That is not, that is their emotions and their ability to control how they are going to react with their hands and their body. It is not up to you. So, you mm -hmm. know, that's, he, he's a grown ass man. He should know that he should not be touching another human being like that. Absolutely. Size or anything. I don't care about your size. I don't care about, you know, and a dude, males are bigger than females normally, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't no, matter. It doesn't matter. Um, and in this moment, you know, she, she was very, um, you can tell she was very disoriented too. Her story was kind of going in and out. Um, she kept rubbing her knees a lot, rubbing her eyes. Um, you know, if it were me in the situation, you know, I mean, that's easy for me to say, but I, it, I would have just read some, some more of the signals. That's why I think that I used to be like, wow, female cops. I mean, that's when a female can really help another female. Cause they do know the signs and, and having more of that kind of relation. And I, I, I wish that sometimes yeah. a female could have been there. Cause I think I agree. It, would have been, it would have ended a little bit different. I do think, and I, cause I think, um, I haven't seen this footage, but I've, I've kind of seen the clips of it, of the officer who's, who was there. And I mean, he was visibly upset, um, when they found her remains. Cause he was like, we could have helped this girl and we didn't. And I mean, that, that, that man has to live with that for the rest of his life. Knowing that it's like, shit is this on me? Like, is it, you know, well, that he did separate them for the night. He did say, yeah. you know, I do think it, this is more of a mental health thing. He couldn't, he didn't have enough evidence to charge any of them. Um, I mean, right, I, I, I totally understand why he feels like that, but I mean, at the same time, it's like, what, what was I supposed to do? Yeah. I mean, I get that. Like, I, I get that too, but I wonder like if there's an instinct, like if he had a gut instinct of like, this feels wrong, this you know, like I'm, you know, I, I'm sure that we'll get his story at some point down the road, but, um, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, it's very there's, interesting. there's a lot going on. And I, I'd read this, um, in a separate article too, that there is a couple that went missing that same night that Gabby supposedly went missing and they were staying at the same campsite. Do you, do you know about this? I did. I did a, I did a heavy did you, deep dive on this. Okay. Um, I was trying to connect the dots. So what I found out about this, yes, it was, um, it was a couple, two women, and um, they were they lived in, near the area. And reportedly, I, this is just allegedly, they witnessed a altercation between Brian and Gabby um, near a grocery store. They did not intervene. It was someone else that called and said that there's like some kind of domestic in, incident happening. Now, later on, that same couple was seen at a local like spot like a like a pub like a bar um more like a outback but like stayed open later kind of thing and 
the owner had, the owner says that the couple was in there on the 12th of August. They think that Gabby was killed on August 13th, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what the owner of the bar is like, you know, this is a timeline that they're not really paying attention to. I have footage, you know, in my bar, I have people that can definitely account that they, my daughter served them. They were here on the 12th. They left together. They were still alive. The 12th, they think that this guy thinks that it happened on because they, they said that the couple was there on the 13th and that this mysterious person left behind them. And that's when they were killed. Okay. This guy's like, no, they were here the the 12th and this is a timeline they need to pay attention to because there's actually evidence, you know? So, right. I don't really know. Um, but it is really fishy. Like it's just like a weird connection. And, um, the Moab police has come out and said that there is no connection between these two murders, but America thinks otherwise. (laughs) And I do too. I'm like, how that's so coincidental. Like, come on. Yeah. Like there's, and listen, as we're uncovering this, there's a lot of shady shit going down in Wyoming. We've said it before on this podcast. Like, why are so many people so anxious to go to Wyoming? I'm people need to get the fuck out of that state is what they need to do. Like, this is beyond crazy. Weird. It's like yeah. lawlessness. Right. Like, I'm like legit lawlessness, like not Florida lawlessness, like where you're just like no shirt, no shoes, whatever. But like, it's strict. Like I, they're the reporting and what the theories are are that there are parts of like Yellowstone and these park areas that tons of murders in that it's basically accepted. And what I found last night is that they can't charge these murders or look for these people because they have to have an accurate account of people that actually are residents there, but no one fucking lives there. So no one can charge these murders. It's like a fucked up loophole. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, so these people go missing and most of them are not pretty white girls. And this is all allegedly, listen, I went not deep rabbit hole. Okay. (laughs) So, so allegedly this is what's going on. And these murders are not being reported, charged, or even investigated. We do have um, in the article that we'll link on here, but it says in Wyoming, where Petito's body was found, at least 710 indigenous people, mostly women and girls, vanished from 2011 to 2020, according to the report by Wyoming's Missing and Murdered Indigenous Persons Task Force. Again, what are their names? No one knows. We don't know. We don't know. You can't even um, say their name because we don't know. Right. So it's it's interesting because, I mean, this leads to a bigger conversation of, well, why don't we know about these people? Why do we only know about pretty white women that go missing? You have Gabby Petito. You have Natalie Holloway, who is the pretty blonde who went missing in Aruba years ago. John Which Benet rocks Ramsey. the nation again. Mm-hmm. Rocks the nation. I mean, John Benet Ramsey, pretty little white girl. Why is it a lot of white women get the attention from the media about going missing or being murdered? I don't know one off the top of my head. I can't name one brown skin person of color that the nation has gotten, has rallied behind. I don't, that's missing. I, I, I can't remember one. And now call me out. I mean, Breonna Taylor's probably the, you know, the murdered black woman of, you know, of the, our lifetime that we're going to remember her name, but that's, that's one. And she was murdered out of, you know, that was, that should have never oh, happened. Yes. You know, but, but like, as far as like going missing, no, I mean, there was a, a black man, I believe in Florida, was it, or Georgia? 
hang tight. I don't want to, um, but he went missing. He was a law student. Um, and I mean, people are like, what about him? He's been missing since, you know, for in, since August and nobody's talking about him. But, right. Why are we talking about him? I mean, I, I feel like though, I think he's been found. I'm going to pull up um, this for a second. So yeah. And I guess go back to males. I don't hear a lot about males. I mean, and, and I know male, it's a different, like you don't really hear much about males and then probably even the lower, lower end of it, you don't even hear about um, people of color that are male. So that's interesting. Yeah. It's um, well, it needs to stop. And I do love this movement. We have seen it online a ton lately that it, people are like rallying behind this. Um, like this is not okay. Like, and actually we've been saying this, this statistic for a long time is, is a blatant, you can see that, you know, racism still exists because of this fact right here. Like we're not reporting on we're you know, there is an inequality here. We're right. not reporting. We're not, we're not getting rallying behind. There's not the search efforts. Things are being discounted. Oh, they're not missing persons. They ran away. Why is that? Right. Because the, they said that they the, ran away. The police said they ran away. Right. Like we're not getting accurate information on, you know, what we, what we need to, like, this needs to be a bigger national story. Mm-hmm. And luckily that, you know, there is a big um, campaign against sex trafficking. I think that is way more of a front, a frontline article or a headline now than ever. Um, but it's something to keep in mind. We hope we say we see more people in headlines that they're missing because the more words you get out, the better chance they can come home or we can find their captors or we can, you know, it's every minute counts. And I I listened to so many crime podcasts yesterday and that's why they did it. Like, listen, we have solved some major stuff on these podcasts. Like if the reach is massive, don't ever discount like your reach is, is, is influenced. So, you know, yeah. So I'm the story that I was, um, the man I was referring to, his name is Jelani Day. He's a law student um, from out of Illinois. Um, but a body found floating in the Illinois River was identified as Illinois State student, graduate student, Jelani J.J. Day on Thursday. So mm-hmm. he had been missing since October, August 25th. Oh. But again, that's the first time I've, I've seen that. And I feel like, again, I don't know how long you have to be missing in order to file like a police report. Is it 24 hours or 48 hours? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not uh, sure maybe it's based on either. age too. It might be. I have no idea. I don't know if it's like, you know, if it's under 12, 24, you know, over. Right. I mean, I, I find it interesting in this day and age too, where so many people are connected. Like if I didn't talk to you for two days, I would 100% think something was wrong. I'd be like, you know, I call, I call Landon. I call your mom. I'd be like, Chad, I, I, I'd be like, something's gotta go. Like what, what's happening? I mean, yeah. And her mom didn't hear for her, from her for eight, it's a flying here yeah. for eight days, eight days. Now, I mean, she took for granted. She, I mean, she, no, it, I'm sure she's living with that, but I mean, what else could she do? She was blowing up Brian's phone. She was, she was trying to call Brian's parents. That's another thing is that Brian's parents were unable to be reached during this time that that Gabby's mom was trying to get a hold of her all and, of them. and since he's been home they have not had any um they have not wanted to talk to authorities at all now I think they've since put out a statement um I believe that they put out a statement maybe yesterday the day before um but that's the first time that they have made a statement with their lawyer since any of this has started 
Oh, really? What was the statement? Do you remember what the statement said? Um, I don't know. Let me see if I can pull it up. Because the last one that I saw, which was Tuesday, was very short and really shitty. They said, may Gabby rest in peace. And that's it. I'm like, well, that's interesting. Yeah. And you 100% know that they know where Brian is. Uh, yes, it, absolutely they do. So they, this is another thing. They're saying that Brian is a missing person when we all know he's on the run. Yeah. Another key point is that they were on a hiking website together. They didn't have the same account, but they had, they were on a hiking website. Like they both had accounts on it. Okay. And there was an update on the account either of Gabby's or Brian and Gabby's that like, it was a log of a hike in Puerto Rico or something. So there's maybe some word that they think he's in Puerto Rico, but honestly, I think that's kind of a stretch, but I just had to put that out there that that's a theory too. I just uh, going through some headlines and it says um, ex host of America's most wanted alleges Brian Laundrie's parents lied. He was at their Florida home to buy him more time to escape. Yeah. Because no one had eyes on them the entire time. They lied to authorities when their son about when their son returned home to Florida last week after the disappearance of his fiance. According to America's Most Wanted, John Walsh. You know John Walsh is going to be in there getting all that. He is America's detective, that guy. Nancy Grace is all over this too. Like, I mean, I don't love her. Like, she's kind of a Karen, but she's on it. And she's going to figure it. She's like, listen. She pissed. She pissed. I mean, is he somewhere in a swampland? I don't know. Here, let, let me just tell you something about these swamplands. There's no tracks. I, because I recently went on an airboat. Okay. Remember I told you this a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Remember I said that there were camps out on these very remote Everglades. Well, listen, there's like set. I did some digging. There's 76 camps reported, only reported in the Everglades. So there's theories that there's over thousands. And if I was going to hide out somewhere, don't you think I'd be in gator country just in the middle of nowhere? I mean, when I say it's the middle of nowhere, it's in the middle of nowhere. Like right, I right. thought, like I thought in Kentucky, I lived in the middle of nowhere. Like when I visited my parents, I'm like, wow, this is like, in the no, I mean, marsh, as far as the eyes can see, you can't even see the next like cabin. So I'm like, he's in one of those fuckers. <laughs> and there's, you can't have tracks like, because it's marshy, there's no way that there's going to be a footprint that stays in that, in that same spot. Yeah. And it's hard to track. Like dogs can't smell that. There's too many things that there's too many scents being, you know, shifted. So maybe they did fly out or, or, or drive or something or ditch a car. I don't know. You know what? You need to talk to Wayne. You need to talk to Wayne, your airboy boy and be like, Hey, what you know, Wayne, what you know, you seen anything Does this happen? what you think? Because let me tell you, anybody's going to talk, it's going to be those airboat guys. They're going to. For sure. For sure. I mean, and they lived kind of like more on the Western side of that, that Fort Myer. It's it's called like Port something. I forget. I don't know, but I can't wait to keep, I, we'll definitely keep you updated on this. I think there, there's going to be way more that comes out about it, but um, man, we send a lot of love to Gabby's parents because they were reeling, but at least they know they do have her home. And they do, at least they know that they have a body and I don't know. So I don't know if that brings peace, probably doesn't, but I think it's like the question is over if she's alive or not. So, which is unfortunate. Yeah, it really is. Um, Mm -hmm. On a, we're going to take a pivot here and I'm going to leave you with some 
uplifting news. I caught this story, um, and this, it's been a while that this has been out here, but I just am now um, seeing it for the first time. But there is a teacher in South Carolina. His name is Raymond Nelson, who is supporting uh, young Black fifth graders who don't have father figures in their lives. And he has created something called the Gentleman's Club. And oh. every Wednesday they meet and they they um they go through life lessons, like how to look somebody in the eye and have eye contact when you're, you know, having a conversation, how to shake someone's hand, how to, you know, um, just life lessons on how to help you become more socially, um, comfortable in these situations. And people are donating clothes to these kids, like jackets, ties, tuxedo. He's like, you've ever seen anybody get in a fight in a tuxedo? No, because when you look good, you feel good. When you feel good, you act good. When you act good, good things happen in the world. So he's taking these children in, and this has been going on for a couple of years. And the the movement behind this has gotten bigger and bigger, and people are donating things to help this cause. Um, but I thought, what a wonderful way to just really be a positive influence in someone's life who may not potentially have a, a strong male figure in their life in such an impressionable age in which that's really needed for these kids. Absolutely. And just to feel like you have an advocate on your side and that, you know, you can succeed and you can't, you know, you can break a chain of something or I, I love that. And hats off, I mean, that's a, that's a lot to take on too. And the fact that he was willing to be like, I can do this. Yeah. Speaks so, and there's, um, there's other teachers who have now, you know, come forward to help with, you know, facilitating the gentleman's club, but it's something that these kids, you know, they look forward to and, um, CBS did a story on them. So I'll, I'll post the link to that. If you want to watch it too, it's, it's so cute. It'll definitely bring a smile to your day and just give you a little bit of heart happiness. Oh, today. Yeah. yeah. I have a video I'm going to post too on our uh, social, hopefully today, um, of these two like little grizzly bears that found a playground up North and they decided, I don't know if you saw this, Shannon, but they decided that they were going to try out this playground and it's a mother and a baby. And you can literally see that the mother is trying to teach the baby, like how to go down on the slide <laughs> and like, cause he's too scared to go down the really high one. So she's like, Oh, come around here to the small one. And then when he finally goes, he or she finally goes down the slide, like she's like celebratory. She's like, you did it. And it was, it was such a mother moment. And you're like, and you felt like the, I'm like, girl, I feel you like, Hey, <laughs> It was a really cool story. I was like, what a heartwarming, like sometimes you do, you do need to get that you do. dose of like, oh, happiness in the heart. Oh, that's adorable. We hope you have happiness in your heart, um, Zen friends. Again, we're going to link a lot of stuff on the show notes and geez, I get it. Like, you know, you're going to get bombarded, but click away. Um, and don't forget to click on all the, the likes, the follows and stuff. We appreciate you. Do you have a, a hot take question or? Ooh. Oh my gosh. Um, I feel like I gave you homework. Oh, you didn't get my Marco. Never mind. That's right. I gave you homework last night. I'm like, make sure you have a question for for the for the pod. I I only got through half of it. That's that's why. Oh. And we we have issues with Marco lately. They're not loading all the time and then like all of a sudden you get one you're like and it's like 4 hours ago. I'm like, what? You're like, what? A lot's happened since then. Like a lot. Okay, here's a question. If you only had a stick shift car and truck, could you drive today? <laughs> no did you ever learn how to drive a stick kind of like like two days for like two days my dad like who was my brother got very frustrated with it and I was like oh because we lived on a lot of hills and I was like oh. yeah. so I didn't quite get it but um probably not but I'm, I have a feeling that I'm coordinated enough to figure it out my first three cars 
were stick. So I I learned how to drive on a stick shift. In fact, the first time I drove a car that was an automatic, I was like, I, I deer in the headlights. I'm like, what do I do? Where do my feet go? What's happening over here? There's, there's too much. I mean, like stomping on things. I'm like, you don't have to do that. There's no pedal there. <laughs> I'm like, hmm. like, I need three. No, just, yeah. I don't, I'm, I wonder if it's like riding a bike. I mean, I haven't done it since, let's see. The last time I owned a stick was 2007. That was when I had my car before I moved to Kentucky. Um, I'm sure it's like riding a bike. You don't forget, right? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you would notice if your transmission fell out, you're like, well, I guess I'd, it's not like riding a bike, but yeah, I'm like, oh, there's my third gear. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> it's back there. It's back there somewhere. Yeah. It's back there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what a life skill, but like you, my dad was like, what if you get stuck at a party and you need to learn a stick? Okay. Totally. Never happened. I was like, no dad, I call you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which speaks to how my father still just a phone call away. Just a phone call away. Just a phone call away. He'd still get in that car right now and drive you to Florida if you need him to. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. still. And like, happily. Like, he's like, yeah. what are we, what, what, what are our snacks? What are, <laughs> what, are you going to pick up the snacks or do you want me to pick up the snacks? Do you get the hot tamales or do I get the hot tamales? I don't know. <laughs> God love him. We listen to talk radio the entire time and talk about the randomest shit. But yeah, that's, he's a, he's an AM guy. Mm. So. That's always fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dad, why are we listening to AM radio and like Tift in Georgia? He's yeah. like, it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> I love that question though. Yeah. My parents don't listen to anything in the car. It's just silent. And I'm like, I mean, I, I imagine if they're on like a long road trip that they do, but like if we're just with them in the car, it's, there's nothing. I'm like, they, Every now and again, I'll get in and NPR's on and then they'll turn it off. And I'm like, no, no, no. I like it. PR. It's fine. We can listen to it. It's background noise. No, yeah. you need to listen to breathing. That's it. Exactly. Just that breath. That's it. No, no. You're like, let's find stuff to talk about. You're like, that's a lot of pressure, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of pressure. Don't forget to check out our episode earlier this week. Um, it was a test one and it's going pretty well. So you guys are kind of liking it. So I'm Good impressed. Stuff. Enjoy. We give you all kinds of fun dating tips and, uh, you know, for the here, the now, the what to expect in the future, all the, all the fun things. I mean, it's kind of an, it was one, she totally indulged me. I love it when she does. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I indulge her. She was like one, but I think you guys kind of like it. So thanks for pressing play okay. and I can give myself a little bit of a pat on the back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Studio golf club. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't ask for many things, but maybe sometimes a lot. Oh, uh, all right. We'll see you next week. Don't forget. Um, and any last words, Shannon? Yep. Just uh, keep sharing the CZL love with your friends. And if you haven't left us a review, please leave us a nice one. We'd really appreciate that. It really does help us in the eyes of um, iTunes and Spotify. So in order to grow the podcast, we really rely on the, you know, kindness of our Zen community. So if you haven't left us a review, please hop on over and do that because we'd really appreciate it. Show enough. Thanks for sharing your time with us. Help keep the CZL momentum going by rating our podcast and writing a review. If you love what you heard in today's episode, snap a screenshot and post it to your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag us.